The number one internet shock radio network. Fuck you. Renegade Talk Radio. Ladies with an attitude. Fellas that were in the mood. Don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Strike a pose. There's nothing to it. Bo- but that's what Tiger said. Hey, baby. You get in line for me? Vogue. Ho. Strike a pose. Yeah, strike a pose, girls. Anyway, you're listening to Renegade Talk on a Monday afternoon. I hope everybody had a good weekend. My name is Rich Kepler, along with Marky Mark, and of course, the absolutely downright gorgeous Marla. Tiger has more crap to go through, Mark and Marla. Now he's losing. He's he's losing the endorsements, millions and millions of dollars for pussy. You're not saying anything, Mark. Why? You're so quiet. Well. What's wrong with you? I'm just listening to somebody with more wisdom than me. Oh, really? Okay. Madonna? Madonna or me? <laughs> you rich. Anyway, welcome to RenegadeTalk.fm. Can I sit on your lap, Anyway, welcome to the show, RenegadeTalk.fm, the internet talk station where we don't sugarcoat shit along with Marky Mark, our co-host, and of course we can't forget the ever uh, approachable and downright beautiful Marla. Hi, Marla. Hi, Rich. Anyway. So anyway, we had a great weekend. A lot of great football games were on, especially the Eagles and the Giants, so that was great. I mean, my team came through again. And um, we have a lot of things to talk about. Yippee, 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 yippee. We have a lot of things to talk about, but one of the first things we want to talk about is this. Uh, Los Angeles agrees to limit medical marijuana dispensaries, and we have a special guest on the phone. His name is Pedro, and he has spent uh, several years in uh, local law enforcement agencies for about over 10 years. So, uh, Pedro, we welcome you to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rich. And Pedro, so, um, you know, you've been involved in law enforcement with all the dope and uh, arresting people, I guess, and doing all that stuff for years and years. I remember back uh, 20 years ago, if you had a joint, you could go to jail for 10 years. And now today, uh, California passed that law in 96 to open open up these uh, dispensaries. And now everybody's getting high. And uh, what's what's local law enforcement doing about all this stuff? Well, it's kind of a wait-and-see attitude right now because, I mean, you, you have the medical... The, the medical marijuana is actually a very slim window, but uh, everybody's uh, locally they've opened it up to uh, they've opened up the window. Uh, you go up north and they have uh, a better understanding uh, like uh, Reading and uh, the Bay Area cities have a better understanding of what and how what medical marijuana is, how much people can have, and how much people can grow. Down here, it's turned into a, a, a circus. Pedro. Yeah. That's obvious because the people up north are better educated than down south. You okay. disagree with that statement? You, you just, okay. Well, what, what is the difference between San Francisco and Los Angeles? I mean, why are they so more... Oh, I'm not saying San Francisco. Oh, you're saying Redding? I'm, I'm saying, uh, yeah, uh, Redding, Sacramento, uh-huh. uh, the, the northern counties. Northern counties. Yeah, they, That's because most of the officials up there do get high on marijuana. Well, they've, they've been, they've been uh, doing dope for a long time. See, and they're more liberal than they are down here. Oh, I wouldn't say that. But then what would they, you say? I'd say they, they're, they're doing more dope. <laughs> they're, they're growing more dope. Yeah, there you go. More, yeah, they're growing more dope. That doesn't mean they're liberal. So what does law enforcement do, law enforcement do up in, in that area? Do they just, you know, hey, screw it and let it go, and who cares, and why bother? Oh, no. No, they have, they have teams that go out and... Uh, the, they they look for it and actually 
some of the uh, some of the national parks, uh, the uh, har- difficult uh, di- areas that are difficult to access mm-hmm. have become uh, treacherous because uh, some of the growers have sent out. They have uh, areas that uh, they grow the stuff in. And they put booby traps out there and right. stuff like that. Well, let me ask you a question, is that, Pedro. Pedro, is a lot of this coming in from Mexico, or is it no. being grown right here in, in in the states? It's being grown right here. So, are they still out in the mountainous regions where they where they you know um, you know mow everything down in the trees and the weeds and everything and build a? It's like a corn plot, you know, like a cornfield, oh, except well, it's, it's all marijuana. It's like the the ones that they uh, the uh, the the fire, the recent station fire burned a bunch of bunch of those out and no they don't plow it under they just grow it right there well i noticed most of the cops were high when i was looking they were walking around like in an everybody must have been high <laughs> during that <laughs> fire <laughs> everybody red eyes yeah well it was it was all the growers they had uh, growers and they caught several people with uh, guns and stuff coming really? out of the hill so they were trying to get the marijuana out before the fire got there Oh no! It was it was burning up. They were just trying to get out. The oh. mountain people. Well, don't yeah. they don't they actually have people to live by the fields to protect them? Yeah, and wow. those were the ones that were getting out. Yeah, you know, I had a friend of mine years ago in Jersey did this. He had it in the in the Pine Barrens, and he had this whole plot of land set up. And uh, I was over at my neighbor's house, and, and this guy was an upscale, white collar, educated dude, you know. And he would never suspect that this guy was growing pot. Well, he was growing pot in the middle of the Pine Barrens, and it just happened when I happened to be at my neighbor's house. He was there, and he got busted on the news. They, they some some um, hiker found the pot and called the cops. And next thing you know, I mean, he was screaming and yelling and you know, upset. I said, "Why are you so upset?" He goes, "They just found my pot. He lost all that money." Yeah, well, and that, that's the bottom line, right so, there. You just said the bottom line. It's right all about the money. Yeah, it's all about the money. So, what, well, where, do, where, do, well, do they have benefits like medical and retirement for the people that work for these farmers? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Yeah, they I don't mean, have. So, they don't need benefits. Well, you know, right you know, now, whoa, 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 whoa! You know how much money they make? Well, it doesn't matter about the money. I'm talking about the, you know, medical benefits yeah, or they, retirement. Yeah, they have that. I think Mark's high on <laughs> No, you're high on cocaine. Hey, Pedro, I'm, been... I'm just looking for a new job because jobs are hard to find. And uh, obviously the money's good doing the pot. I'm well, just wondering if there's a few perks. Well, that's part of it. It's the economics of the situation that's, that's driving the, uh, the storefront industry. Right. And that's, that's what, what's, uh, what's happened because... They, the regulation in the city of Los Angeles has been so uh, uh, lax, or and they've wor- and the the people that are doing it have worked their way around a lot of the uh, laws, uh, a lot of the regulation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the law is there. So just like any, just like any industry. Oh, I would I wouldn't say I wouldn't say any industry. I mean, this is uh, it's illegitimate, and they're trying to make it legitimate. And what it is is. Uh, you, you look at L.A., and L.A. doesn't manufacture anything anymore. Right, it's all overseas, except yeah. for the pot. It, well, well, even that they don't, they don't uh, do. We, uh, what, what they have is they've, they've taken over numerous storefronts, and by virtue of the fact that they, uh, what, they, what they do is they charge probably double the overhead for everything, mm-hmm. which raises their, uh, raises their overhead. Well, let me ask you a question, uh, uh, Pedro. Do you get better pot? or better quality pot in these uh, dispensaries than you would on the street? I think it's six and one half a dozen of the other because really? there's no regulation. Okay, so I could go into a dispensary with my little uh, my little prescription note or whatever they call it, and I, could pick out, I can pick out my own dope, whatever I want, whatever smells good, and that could be laced with something that I don't even know about. Pretty much. Really? Yeah. 
Okay, so I thought that was all set up. Where, huh? Well, the, the lacing it, I think that's pretty much gone by the wayside. That's what you're going to get out in the street. Okay. There, there's not a whole lot of street sales. Anymore. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're not. there's no laces with pot because I'm very masculine and I don't like laces. Well, it's good that they, they're not lacing it, especially when you go to the dispensary. I mean, eventually this is going to become legal, wouldn't you say, Pedro? I mean, the cops have enough enough problems, law enforcement. I mean, why would they, why don't, is it some kind of a political ploy here? Is it that they're, the, the politicians are pushing for this, or is it money, or is it both, or what is it? I mean, what is the big deal? I mean, marijuana was stopped back in 1933 by the guy by the name of uh, William Randolph Hearst. Right. He, right. So he, marijuana comes from the earth. Yeah, well, you go back and there's, there's one of the biggest issues that uh, the country faces, mm -hmm. and this is, this is the country, is that there's so many treaties that are tied into it. Mm -hmm. And that there's, uh, on both sides of the, the law enforcement spectrum, uh, there's a whole bunch of money being pumped into uh, the, uh, the system. And that's, you know, from both sides. Now, if you deregulate it, there's going to be an entire industry. Mexico doesn't want it uh, deregulated. They don't want. They don't want us to legalize. Well, it. see, that's where I was yeah. going next. Yeah, I was going next on that. Was the uh, if we legalize it here, and let's say in California, then the dealers and the growers in Mexico are almost put out of business. Their their income will be will would go down ninety percent. Mm -hmm. That's that's the guesstimate. That's the estimate of uh, a lot of people. And so let me ask you a question. Do you think they have lobbyists from Mexico, the drug cartels inside Los Angeles, saying, hey, let's work out a deal? I, I don't know if it would go that uh, in that direction. But, I wouldn't uh, put it past anything here in this country, what's going on. But I'm, I'm sure that, uh, I mean, there, there's money. There's, there's pay to play. There's mm -hmm. pay to play all over Los Angeles, pay to play all over California, uh, pay to play uh, in Arizona. Uh, you're... Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, it, it just matters to what, uh, what level. Mm -hmm. Well, the state passed a law allowing for medical marijuana cooperatives in 2004, and L.A. never set forth any of those guidelines for how they should operate. Right. So, so that led to rampant growth of these dispensaries. I mean, I pick up the Orange County uh, New Times, I guess they call it that rag, mm -hmm. and uh, they're all, it's all over. Uh, all, I mean, half of it, or three, at least a quarter of it, is loaded with advertising where to get, your, where to get marijuana. Right, right. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, the number it, they have. Uh, it says here over a thousand of these uh, dispensaries. There, there's no true definition for a cooperative. Right. So it could be if there are a hundred people that belong to a cooperative, and they can each have 18 plants and so many joints, mm -hmm. and that you agree that you're going to be part of this cooperative. Well, that's you know 1,800 plants right there. And then, how, and then how many joints and how much does that generate? Right. I mean, the math, the math is, is too difficult for anyone to do. So how do I start my own dispensary with Mark? Well, you, you and Mark, Mark goes out and buys uh, uh, a, uh, a storefront, uh, a, a storefront mm -hmm. or uh, a, uh, uh, one of those dumpy little shopping centers. Mm -hmm. And then what he does is he charges you. Are you, you trying to say I'm dumpy? Yes. You are a dumb, you're a fat slob. Marijuana is the bomb. There has never been proven medicinal purpose for marijuana through the scientific, um, uh... Marijuana is the bomb. Um, um, marijuana is the bomb. Uh, marijuana is the bomb. You know, I'm not, I'm gonna be a high-class 
marijuana roller. Let me tell you. Yeah, we're going to go to the high class. I want the Bellaterra Terrace. Yeah, we're not going to be the Walmart of uh, dispensaries. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. I'm going to be right next to a Starbucks coffee where you cops hang out. And I know you're going to read Barnes and Noble. I'm going to be right in between those two because I'm a classy dispensary. Okay? okay, so let him finish now. How we do it? So well, you I want to make sure that we are not okay. thinking I'm right. dumpy. So we get the store. He gets the storefronts. And what's the next? You get a dumpy storefront. Okay. Oh, thanks a lot, grumpy. And yeah, uh, we could change the way the we could change the way the um, the stores are if we put in a high Mark, end. Mark fixes the place up. And, I'm going uh, to delegate that responsibility. I ain't doing the labor myself. I'm going to hire somebody south from the border. There you go. You get a <laughs> couple border brothers to come in. And, Damn right. Uh, fix the place up, pimp it all out. Juan and Pedro. And if you look at most of the, uh, most of the dispensaries on what they call the Green Mile, which is Pico Boulevard, you can't go a block without hitting a dispensary. These were uh, junky storefronts and everything else. They cleaned them up. They painted them up. Uh, they well, the, put the city should be a, yeah, the city should be happy about that. Well, and they are good. And I think we'll head down there right after the show. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that Pico's kind of bringing up their talent. How do you spell Pico? Pico? Hoover, go east. Uh, go westbound. Westbound on Pico. Okay. Westbound Pico from Hoover. Okay. Oh. <laughs> thank oh. you for that info. <laughs> hey Pedro, thank you very much for that info. We'll go over there uh, after the show and get some. Hey, let me ask you a question, no, wait, Pedro. No, I have a question. He's not done telling okay. us how to set up our design. Okay, we, that's right. How do we uh, now? So we get to the, we, we get the storefront. Then what do we do? Well, after Mark has uh, tricked the place out, and uh, he's going to charge you about four times the the going rate, then you got to give yourself a salary, and then you you get your uh, you get somebody to come in with your dope. And you put it in the window, and mm-hmm. just to show that you're not making a profit because your overhead is about ten thousand dollars a month. Hey Pedro, I like where you're going with this because I'm going to have women in bathing suits in front of those the glass front windows selling pot. How about bikini? The bikini pot store. I like it. Bikini right pot in, store. Right down in Huntington Beach. There we go. We we can do it right here in Huntington. <laughs> The bikini pot store, and we could have uh, we could have food. We could have little snacks. I coffee. would give food. Yes. Right. Right. We could have a dry cleaners there. Everything. All in one stop shop. Yeah. Okay. So, so where do I? If I wanted to start a store like this, where do I get the dope? Where do I get the marijuana? I don't want to grow it. I don't want to go through the hassle. Do I legally? How do I do it? Or is that still illegal? Let's say I found somebody in Nevada. Or yeah. We, Rich and I want to do something where it's not coming from China for once. Okay. Yeah, we want all American grown. We want all American grown. Okay. So is that possible? You know, I that that's a good question. You you want American uh, American made. American that's made. Right. Grown brand, in the states. That's right. Our brand will have USA. In the bag it says grown in the USA. Red, white, and blue. I don't think you'd have a whole lot of problem uh, finding uh, somebody to uh, furnish, you know, your uh, your marijuana. So there's no problem transporting it from one county to the other. Unless you get stopped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure I'm obeying the laws of the land here. So, so Pedro, in your estimation, as somebody who's been around on the streets and seen all this stuff, I mean, when do you think this is going to be legal, legal, legal? I mean, you know, it's done. And here's another question I, <clears throat> before that question. If I just want to walk into one of these dispensaries, can I just walk in and, and get the dope without any doctor note? Just walk in and get it? Um, is that possible? They, they say no. Uh, and they'll ask you for a note, and some people give you a jaundice eye, uh, and well, the note, and, and it doesn't have to be, all it has to be is on a doctor's letterhead. 
So you could print something up from your... Uh, I can make one up myself. Yeah. I play doctor every night with my wife. Would that work? That would work. Okay. I'm a doctor. Yeah, doctor Mark, gynecologist. Yeah. <laughs> Amateur gynecologist. She has a sore, sore pussy. We need marijuana. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Pedro, thanks a lot for being on the show. We really appreciate your insight. Yes, Mark? Extortion. Extor oh, yeah. We got to talk about extortion. And this Tiger Wood thing, real quick, and I know you're running out of time here, uh, Pedro, but um, on extortion with Tiger Woods versus David Letterman and the dude from 48 Hours, when the guy from 48 Hours... Um, basically, what they're saying is tried to extort two million bucks out of Letterman, or he was going, going to hang Letterman out to, to, to dry with all his indiscretions and transgressions or whatever they want to say it is, which I call it fucking cheating. The bunker. The bunker. He was in the bunker. When it gets to Tiger Woods, this chick, Rachel, <clears throat> basically hired an attorney and said to the attorney, hey, look, I got some damaging evidence against Tiger and what he's done. I got text messages, pictures, videos, whatever she may have. Um, she hired the attorney, and then they went, the attorney then contacted the Woods attorney and said, hey, we've got to work this thing out. Is that still called extortion? How does that all work? Because the David Letterman thing seems to be where this guy's getting, getting pounded for, you know, going to Letterman saying, hey, look, I got this stuff, and I want to be paid, and, let, and, and if you don't, I'm going to expose you. Well, either, either one's extortion. There's, a, a, there, there's really some, a fine line in the... Uh, uh, in the law, as far as that goes, and that's so, when you need an attorney. So it's yeah. called legal extortion versus yeah. non-legal. They're, they're it, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's extortion in a sense. Both of them are extortion on right. the face of it. But when you you get into the one, uh, you if if oh, there's there's a lot of uh, legal <clears throat> legal points. That are involved in extortion. So, in other words, so if I, if, I had if you're threatening somebody uh -huh. to uh, defame them, uh -huh. or what you want to do is you want to extract money from them, or you're going to—I mean, she could turn over the information. And uh, the thing is, she's what she what she's trying to do. Is she's trying to create a, a legal contract to not furnish information mm -hmm. to the news media. Well, can now, I stop you there for a second? Because the way I'm looking at it, okay, is that if I have damaging information, I can sell it to you or I can sell it to somebody else, the highest bidder. Right. So that's all there is to it. If you want this information I got, you can buy it from me, but I got another guy that's going to give me more money for it. So that ups the ante like you put it on eBay. That's legal. Well, are you gonna, the thing is, are you going to sell it and that be it? Yes. Or are you going to continue yes. to extort money? No, no, that's it. The end of a one-shot deal. One-shot deal. And that's the legal There you the legal go. Point. Damn right. So in other words, I could, instead of her going to Gloria Allred, I, you know, she could have actually went to a newspaper and said, I'll give you $10 million. You know, you pay me $10 million, I'll give you all this information. <laughs> exactly. And, then, and there, that isn't an issue. So really, then she's a nice girl now. Right. Because she went to an attorney and she kept it on the low key to right. try to work it out. And apparently it wasn't worked out. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it's just confusing. So, David Letterman, in his case, that guy from 48 Hours who pulled that stun, really did it the wrong. He should have got an attorney right off the bat and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. If you don't come through, we're going to expose you. And that would have been the end of it. And he wouldn't be in the, the, in the legal trouble that he's currently in. No, you can't word it that way. You got yeah, to Which way do you word it? Way. Yeah, you got to present yeah, And that's the problem with exactly. extortion. Because if you could take all the information, put it in a box, seal the box, and then that person erase their memory then you have a product to sell to the other person. Bingo. Bingo. Okay. Because what they're going to do is, if the guy says, okay, for $10,000, I won't say a word, okay, then what happens if uh, he spends that $10,000 and then he decides to blab? 
Okay. It's a violation of a contract. Violation of a contract. Well, that would be a signed deal because if I was right. going to, yeah, if I was so going. The guy's, got, the guy's got nothing to lose. Right. The guy's nothing to lose. Right. So anyway, so what do you think about the Tiger Woods thing with all this money thing going around? Don't you think he's just a lucky guy? Well, you know, he, you know he's got a, uh, a new sponsor, don't you? Yeah, who's oh, that? Who's two, that? Two of them. They are? Yeah. Viagra and Cialis. <laughs> hey, we beat you to that punch. Okay. That was funny. Wow. He, if he takes both of them at the same time, he's a hurting He dude. probably does. From what they say, these girls say he's so, go- he's so good, he doesn't stop. He's like a, he's like a 24-hour stamina machine. Yeah, they said he's like a machine. Mark, did you hear last well, night? Well, think about he, it, guys. He goes, he goes, he goes after 18 holes in a day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Does. So if he's going after 18 holes in a day... Hey, At sp- night, one or two holes? No, 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 no big no. deal. More than that, he has a whole weekend where he goes out to one of those uh, ranches in Nevada and spends the whole weekend being taken care of. Right, I'm cowboy. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of Viagra. No. Anyway, anyway, Pedro, thank you very much for being on the air and explaining to us the ins and outs of the medical marijuana um, syndrome here in California. Well, I would like to know okay. if the police do come into the medical marijuana dispensary what they get a discount like all good cops <laughs> that's right damn right they get that's the better right. stuff at a discount right yeah, with their donut and their munchies that's right, next right. Door. sugar donut baby yeah. so marijuana is replacing coffee and donuts <laughs> you guys deserve a break like that Let you deserve you. a break they do but no. i i do want to know what if the police do go in it's like do they bust the place do they what are you looking for what you know they extort the place it's like, give me the marijuana or I bust you. They're looking right? for marijuana when they walk in. I was asking Pedro. <laughs> what, the, what, what they have to do is, they, what has to be done is uh, undercover officers are sent into those places to make sure that they're complying with what little regulation there is. And if they're not, and they can't be taking cash, they can't be selling the product for, to someone. So, Mark, you can't go in there and without your doctor's note and... Uh, buy a dime bag of dope or some Maui Waui or something and uh, without your doctor's note. Cause if you, or if you have a doctor's note that says you can have, uh, uh, you know, two joints and you buy four joints, you know, you pay for four joints, then, then you have an issue of uh, sales. Got okay. it. Just like, um, yeah, just okay. like normal uh, prescription. It, so it's right. a prescription. You get so many pills in a bottle. It's like like marijuana. You get so many joints. I'll right. just make sure those and, joints are really big. Right. <laughs> Can yeah. you make them thicker, please? And that's why, that's why you can't show a profit uh-huh. on, the, on these, uh, what do you call them? You know, the dispensaries. Dispensaries can't, show, can't necessarily show a, a profit. They're, they're, they're a uh, conglomerate for... The patients. Do you think someday, Pedro, uh, they'll be selling dope in Walmart? <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. Wouldn't that be funny? I, Go get know, you. I, I don't think they need it. I don't think they need marijuana in Walmart. Are you saying they don't need more money? No, they need it outside of Walmart, so you're whacked when you walk in. You're whacked when you walk in, you buy more then shit. you buy more groceries, you're right. You're right. a good man. You know what? You're damn smart there. I'll tell you, Pedro. That's where I put it. You know it. how to work Absolutely brilliant. He knows how to work it. Anyway, Pedro, thank you very much for being on RenegadeTalk.fm. And we appreciate the time that you have spent telling us and educating the listeners around the world about how to um, buy dope in a dispensary and where to go to go get it in California. <laughs> All righty. Okay, thank you very much. Have a great day. See you later. Anyway, we'll be right back. That was Pedro, the law enforcement officer who knows where he may be, but he sure does know a lot about dope. We'll be right back. 
Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back to RenegadeTalk.fm. Now you know where to go get your marijuana here in Los Angeles. Thanks to Pedro, our law enforcement hero. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mark, is that good stuff? Mark went over to uh, Pico, and he just walked into his store and got some good stuff. Is it good, man? It's USA made, baby. As long as it's USA made. Anyway, welcome to RenegadeTalk.fm. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We are... Renegade, where we just don't sugar, we sugarcoat shit. We're all There's stoned a, now. Yeah, it was a long weekend. <laughs> You're all stoned. Anyway, my name is Richie Kepler, along with Marky Mark, and of course, the beautiful Mara producer, Marla, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, walking around nude, I think. Oh, goody. I love to do that. I like this song. In the bush. Bush. This is what Tiger was doing. I was just going to say, this is a Tiger Woods song. This is a Tiger Woods song. <laughs> Go, Tiger. Go for it, man. Tiger in your tank. Oh, yeah, baby. Anyway, much really quiet today. I don't know. Are you, are you okay? No, I'm just thinking about uh, Tiger not ever hitting in the trees, but always hitting into a bush. He's, <laughs> well, he's good at hitting bushes. And he always took a while before he found his balls. You know what's funny? Uh, you Hefner, um, Playboy, hmm. uh, his girlfriend. I knew who Hefner yeah, was. Okay, well, I don't you know. Sometimes you're, <laughs> sometimes you're out of it. I'm um, high, but not stupid. I, I know. <laughs> it looks like you're high all the time. Anyway, even his girlfriend, Christy, whatever her name is, said, I'd dump him in a minute. Dump, she would dump Tiger in a New York second. Yeah, the guy's got problems. I mean, you know, that's coming from you, Hefner's girlfriend. So. Of all. No, yeah, just think about it. People, I mean, they're, they're really heavy duty in the sex. People like playing around, but they like monogamous playing around. Yeah, monogamous playing around. That's cheating like you mean like did. swingers? Swingers, uh, open marriages, uh, all kind of things, whatever people do. But, you know, just going out and just flopping around and flying women all over the world is not the thing to do. It sounds very... Uh, Typical dis- of the male. Disease. Uh, Disease-ridden. And that's the next big thing. A lot of people are not talking about it. They're talking about the money now, but we've been talking about the disease problems yeah, and, right. what, and what he might have had or some other girl might have had that they spread around all over the place. That's right. He could have had a cold. <laughs> you know, and this swine right. flu. Remember? Could have the swine flu. Right. Could have had the swine flu. Anyway, where I want to go is to... Where do you want to go? I want to go to Ashland, Oregon. I hear there's a lot you of people do. walk around without clothes. It's a town known for really? an, the annual Shakespeare Festival. It's free thinkers like we are. <laughs> and increasingly, nudity. Nudity? Yeah, you walk around nude. Where? Anywhere? In Ashland, Oregon. Yeah, the city council has been grappling with the issue of uh, public nudity ever since a woman moved there from California. I like that oh, word. See, no grappling. Shit. Grappling. She, grappling. And she's from California. Yeah, of course, California. <laughs> Another nitwit from California. Has nitwit? To, yeah. I beg your pardon. I'm not a nitwit. I'm not from here. I am. And well, I'm I, live a with, I live with a bunch of nitwits. <laughs> That's Mark and you. No, Mark's not from here either originally. Oh, he's he's been here a long time. He's California bred. That's right. My roots have gone deep anyway. into the sandy soil. <laughs> Her frequent displays of nakedness has led the city council to pass an or- ordinance, Mark and Mark, Marl, I mean, um, <laughs> banning nudity in city parks in downtown. So apparently this chick is just romping around. So you're saying that people are just walking around well, naked in the she city is. parks? Just one her. person one, right one now. Person so she thinks she's it. Lady Godiva. Uh, apparently. <laughs> apparently, she must be get on her horse with a long blonde hey, As long as he's cute, all the power to her. Well, we're going to have to look her up. Anyway, yeah, for, what, for whatever reason, Ashland's reputation as a place where nudity is accepted was cemented. It's not that uncommon, many say, to see someone walking down the street with nothing on than a belly pack and tennis shoes. Take it off. Take it all off. 
Nothing takes it off like. Wow. <laughs> How come she didn't do that in California? I mean, because you get arrested here. Oh, you get arrested here. But see, if you go to the beach, public nudity. If you go to the beach, I mean, women are basically half naked. Well, I don't well know. as I long still... as you're wearing dental floss, you're cool. You're That's okay. right. Anyway, last May the issue turned more serious when a retired computer programmer was spotted walking nude. Okay, she's old. That's even worse. No, she's not. <laughs> she's I retired. Saw, I saw a picture of her. Is she is she good looking? Yes. Well, good-looking to you and good-looking to me is two totally different things. Well, yeah, I know. My eyesight's not as good as yours, so more things look good to me than you. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to fast forward to October. So that was a a babe walking around naked. There was another naked man walking around several schools. Ah, right. Freedom. I wonder if they're getting their dough from L.A. schools? That's not good. Uh, He came all the way from Minnesota. Minnesota. The police arrived and had to protect the man from angry parents. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here! Well, yeah. <laughs> the cops told the parents the man was doing nothing illegal. Oh, was it snowing? That's Oregon. Oregon's all screwed. There they, I don't know what's wrong with those people up there. The incident has prompted yet another attempt to legislate nudity in Ashland. <laughs> no shit. Marijuana and, and nakedness. Wow. What a place yeah. to be. Yeah. Let's move there. Isn't that the Ashland? Isn't that where the University of Oregon is? The Beavers or whatever they call them? Anyway. The Beavers. Yeah, the Beavers. Great name there, Rich. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> The mayor proposed banning a um, banning nudity citywide. That touched off, yes, naked protests from those who feel nudity is a form of free speech. You don't have to speak to be naked. <clears throat> well, they smoked a lot of that oh, California God. dope. Oh God. Oh God. oh, God. Oh, God. And to be sure there was some history of naked protests in Ashland, anti-war demonstrators had a buns, not bombs protest. <laughs> See, that's what, I, that's what I like about these people. They're thinkers. Well, yeah, well, they have a train that goes through uh, Mission Viejo, and mm-hmm. every, was it, 4th of July or Memorial Day, there's 10,000 or thousands of people that line up by the... And B.A. the wait, train. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, let me tell the story, <laughs> and then you, you're, you want to get ahead of... See, Marla, you always do this. You always want to get ahead of the story. They line up on the railroad tracks, okay, and there's thousands of them. And what do they do, Marla? They wave at us. When the train's going by, what do they do? They B.A. the train. What do you mean they B.A. the train? What's that mean? They all bend over and pull their pants down. Right. They show their cracks to all the passengers on the train. Now they're trying to stop that. Well, it started with just a small bar with a few people. And now, as you said, Rich, it's grown into thousands of people. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, there are like thousands and thousands and thousands of people that will... They take down their pants and show their buns to the train. We're it's talking funny. massive traffic massive. jam on the uh, all the bikers are there. <laughs> yeah, all the bikers are there. You can see asses all over the place. I'm sorry, I got more important things to do. Anyway, so if you I'm want to Oregon, if you want to go to Mission, <laughs> Oregon would be more fun. Anyway, the council, uh, the city council, is going to take up the mayor's uh, proposal and what figures to be an interesting debate. The city attorney will be asked to clarify how the ordinance does not violate a person's right to expression. Oh, God. They now we're like, really... I like that better than speech. Because people do have a right to express. You know, they can give each other the finger, or they can wave at each other. Like this? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. It's, it's a that way of expression. Well, you know, you know, right? One of the things that has always been uh, a problem in this country is with women and their tops. In right. other words, they all wear these bras. And I always thought, in my, my head... That it was the manufacturers, the lobbyists, the going to the, re- the retail lobbyists that keep, keeps a law in effect that women cannot 
go topless. It's okay for a guy to, but guy, we have breasts, and there are some fat guys out there that have bigger breasts than some women do. So I they're do. walking around. Yeah, you do. You're one of them. Uh -huh. So you have these <laughs> naked naked guys were walking around, and, and I do it too. I mean, women look at me and they go, "My God, he's so hot." But. Oh. Yeah, Why crazy. can't women walk around topless? And if they did, it'd be no big deal after about probably a year. Like matter I said, just like in Europe. Yeah, it's no big deal. Matter of fact, this morning I was uh, just in my shorts mm -hmm. and I'm cleaning. Mm -hmm. And I went out front and mm -hmm. uh, my neighbor, Colin, while well, he's mm -hmm. helping his lovely young future wife in mm -hmm. the car to go to work, mm -hmm. said to me, and he's at least, oh, 25 feet away. What'd he say? Mark, you have nice hard nipples. <laughs> that's, that's our neighbor. See, he can get he can get away with that, you know. But if you said that to a woman, she might take offense to that. But I, I told him, thank you for noticing. I thought you were going to tell me that he screamed. And well, I don't know what the big deal. Up. You know, I, I can see the bottom part, but the top part. I, I, women should be allowed to go walk around topless if they want. I don't see the big deal. I think it's the bra manufacturers and the retail lobbyists that tri force this. And if you look at a beach, if you go on a beach or a lake and you see a woman, you know, who's well endowed, mm -hmm. you can see her boobs anyway. It's just a piece of cloth covering a nipple and it's the nipple that gets everybody upset and we all have nipples can a woman breastfeed a baby and not worry about showing off her breast uh yeah they got a lot of problems then with that. what yeah. is the problem they have with, no, no they have a lot of problems people, with that people freak out they freak out on actually that. call the cops no there's yes. a few no, no, yes, they do. there's a few dummies yes i'm one of all them I don't like seeing women breastfeed in public because I get a hard you're on. You're jealous. I get a hard on. I'm sorry. You're I look jealous. At, I look at it. So I, wish I, was, I wish I was that baby. I know. You're going to say if there's any spare, can I join <laughs> yeah, in? Yeah. Can I, can I do the other one and get it? No. What I want to do is get the other breast warmed up. Thank you. But I was making an intelligent anyway. fact. <clears throat> women How? can breastfeed in public. Yes. Marla right? can breastfeed anywhere she wants. <laughs> Anyway, if the council passes this ordinance, it will actually decriminalize public nudity in Ashland. Good. Wow. How big is Ashland? Um, I don't know. Currently, it's a misdemeanor. Good question. Currently, it's a misdemeanor to be naked in the parks or downtown. So the proposal calls for nakedness to be a violation similar to a parking ticket. Oh. Well, then fine. I'll, I'll, so pay the, I'll pay the 40 bucks and still parade around nude. And if I mean, they want to throw me in jail, go ahead. Oh, and our jail is going to be full of nudists. I mean, you people. think about these you laws. You want to sit on that bench? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting. You know, you got a point there. There's sanitation involved. So There's... if you're in a public forum where you're sitting down, you do want to be dressed because you can spread diseases. You're right. You can or, spread diseases. But if you're just walking around, you know, and even, you know, sitting on the grass is no different than your dog's butt. Ew. Ew. Your dog's butt's there's, on the grass. Well, Ew. yeah, but there's, you know, little Think about it. That's what insects I, in there and Ew, stuff. Ew, worms. That is what I'm Ew. always telling Ew. people when you lay down on the grass, particularly in a park, how many dogs pissed or defecated on the grass. I never lay in the grass. That's why you bring a blankie. You don't go anywhere except for the beach. No, I go, yeah, I smoke grass and go to the and beach. And now we go to Pico Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to Pico Boulevard. Thanks to Pedro, our buddy. Yes, Pedro. Thank you very much. I'm going to use his name. Hopefully, we'll get yeah, some we'll, extra. We'll get, hey, we'll get yeah. some free stuff. We want to test it out, put but you I, on the air. You know, I think it's a good point. I think the city council should be able to uh, make their own rules for their city, and de depending on what the uh, people want to do. Yeah, if they wanted to go walking yeah. around nude, go right ahead. If, so if I had a bunch of nice young people to look at, what the I, hell? I, I think it'd be funny to watch <laughs> what the, if they the, don't? the ugly bodies walking <laughs> by. I want them covered up. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I'll just go to a new discussion. Anyway, we're going to change the subject a little bit. Uh, you're listening to RenegadeTalk.fm uh, in Las Vegas. Now, this is really cool stuff. The owner of a brothel more than two hour, a two-hour drive from Vegas said she hopes to hire Nevada's first legal male prostitutes within a month, Mark and Marla, now that state health officials have approved a method to test men for infectious diseases. 
They I finally was, figured that out? I was really excited about this story until you continue on. Oh, you already read the story. Huh? What are you talking about? She's worried about men not servicing women. Oh, we haven't gotten to that part yet. The world is ready for women or even other men who legally buy sex. I like the name of this place. The Shady Lady Ranch. (laughs) Hey, Shady Lady. Uh, Owner Bobby Davis. Plus, being the first to offer mail service could boost business in tough economic times. Now, the first thing, the first time I read this, Marla, was I thought that they were hiring the males to service service the females. And I was really excited about that because it's about time that women can go and pay to be taken care of and have a good time and not have to worry about. So were you going to apply for a job there and teach no, the men how to get it? You know what? There no, goes a vi- I was going to go there and have some fun. <laughs> go ahead. There goes a vibrator business. There goes a vibrator business right down there. Yeah, that's right, Mark. The old but rabbit's going bye-byes. We misunderstood the story, though. Yeah. Until now, men have been effectively barred from legally applying the world's oldest profession in Nevada by specifically of a state health law requiring prostitutes to go under frequent cervical testing for sexually transmitted diseases. So what, what stopped the whole thing was the health department. That's what stopped it all. And now it's fixed how? And now they're going to fix it because <laughs> uh, they're going to be able to test men. They had to, they had, they had to find a method to test men for infectious diseases. But aren't a lot of diseases not detected until later? Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. So well, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense. Eight. Apparently they figured this out. You, you know they, what, there's they, no way, boom, you find out right away if you've got infectious. They find, well, usually you find out real fast, a, guy, a male does anyway. Syphilis, gonorrhea comes on real quick. And syphilis might last a little bit longer, but you can, they can test the blood and see if there's any yeah, infectious this, diseases. Yeah, people I think. are just taking too much of a chance with their bodies just jumping in I wouldn't with do that. anybody. I wouldn't do that. Anyway, for more than 25 years, no licensed female prostitute in Nevada has contracted HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. And this uh, was said by George Flynn, a Reno wedding chapel owner and longtime lobbyist for the Nevada Brothel Owners Association. I'm, I'm a member <laughs> of that. <clears throat> Yeah. The Brothel Owners the brothel, Association. No, Nevada Brothel Owners Association. I think, I think Marla needs to take another trip again. Yeah. Nevada, darling. Yeah, NBOA. Aren't you guys going to Nevada? Yeah, we're going to Vegas. Why don't you check this out? We are going to check it we out. Are. Guys. Um, we're going to be looking at this, and uh, we have some concerns, said uh, the Sheriff Tony D. Mateo, who serves as a voting member of both a county health commission and board that oversees alcohol, gambling, and brothel licenses. I mean, you know, this is outside of Vegas, though. It, it, there's no prostitution in Vegas. That's right. It's outside of Vegas. It's Pahrump, Nevada. Yeah, the Mustang Ranch. Remember, they have him, they have him on it. Yeah. Yeah, they have him on uh, HBO all the time, and then you see all the girls back in these guys. The pet, yeah, the cat house. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the ramifica- I've been by there, but I've never gone in there. I've sure. never seen the place. I want you to know, I run by there with a bunch of cops I know, because we always <laughs> run by there, but we don't go in and take any coffee. The ramifications of this are going to be statewide. We're going to have a deal, deal with this uh, at our six other brothels in Nye County if they want to offer the same service. So we want to make sure that we protect the customers and make sure the industry is regulated with clarity and understanding. You know what I'm surprised about? There's no prerequisite prior to hiring somebody. We should talk about that. Say that again? You know, a prerequisite. 
Like what? You mean like getting tested? Size tested. Size. Well, on girls, you can look seeing right away, but you're talking about guys. Yeah. So I guess they're going to have to go through a interview process. Right. Well, I think they're going to have to go through maybe some sort of a class. (laughs) So how big is your uh, Johnson? (laughs) Well, that doesn't always matter. You can use. Well, we're talking about men, not women. So I. so this is men servicing men. I think we should open a brothel and have women have men that are trained how to service women. That's make what a fortune. I'm saying. That's going to take a long time. No, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> if you find the right men. Marla knows what I'm talking uh, about. Marla knows everything. <laughs> you she's, could be married 20 years and still not teach your man she, what to do. She's the sex queen of Huntington Beach. Anyway, prostitution <laughs> has been legal in rural Nevada since uh, 71 under strict health, uh, uh, health board oversight, but he's against the law in Vegas and Reno. He, uh, Flynn said he feared the idea of male prostitutes serving male clients could spur legislative backlash. He said he works to make the brothel industry socially acceptable to both libertarians and conservatives. Sex is sex. That's right. doesn't matter. Hey, you know what, Marla? I'm not, going to be, I'm not going to bed with you if you're a liberal. So why are there not male prostitutes serving women? They don't got the money, honey. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, they do. Women don't have any money. Mm, they don't have the money. Yes, they do. Except Tigers girls. <laughs> they got money. They're going to have a lot of money. Anyway, uh, Davis, uh, she said the women usually charge about $300 per hour for the 5 to 20 customers who visit on any given night. And I bet the guys are 100 to 125 we don't know how to structure the men's pricing yet. I bet they're low. It'll depend on the size of the cock. It just, <laughs> if it's eight inches, you pay just 800. Say it like six it inches, is. six. No, that's what it is. I mean, uh, the guy, okay, you want the guy basically who has a six pack, abs, built, strong, well, chiseled guess, face, eight inch cock. I mean, perfect. Well, I really hate to go there, but we all know what men do with other men and where they put it, so who knows? Back door. Back, back door. door. Yeah, <laughs> not, not my scene. I don't come through the back door. Not my scene. Anyway, getting on to uh, cheating Tiger Woods. He splashed out $25,000 a weekend partying with high-class hookers, they're saying now. Michelle Brom said that sometimes uh, Woods provide, was, was provided with 10 to 15 girls. Man, what a stamina guy. I told you. Holy moly. girls. Holy o- moly. Over a weekend? Uh, yeah. Is this the brothel? Yeah, and the uh, Madame, Madame Why don't said, they just call it for what it is? It's an orgy. It's an orgy, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it is an orgy. Just take them all on. Uh, I used to be able to do that years ago. Yeah, Did right. You? I could do seven. Yeah, right. Seven in uh, four hours. I'll show you videos. <laughs> Wake them up. I got videos. In your dreams. No, no it's real. I'm, I, I was a I, liar. I was something to deal with. Yeah. I was, okay. I was, okay, Tiger. Um, I was Tiger Jr. Anyway, um, the Madame told a U.S. newspaper... His favorite was stunning Playboy model uh, Lori Dana Jolie. Mm. Lori Dana. I looked at her. She was hot. I mean, really, really hot. Um, she brunette. Uh, yeah, she was. How did you know? You, you've been looking. You were. You were beating no, off to the pictures. I, I, yes, you were. <laughs> you were beating off to the pictures. I saw you. I saw the light on. I'm educated. I'm educated. You're educated. Yes, I know. Anyway, uh, the Madams added he came off being as a really nice person. Everybody keeps saying he's a nice person. He had but one, so but one person. But one person. The His wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. He had manners too, Mark and Marla. Yeah. And she also, Brom also alleged two of the other women to have romped with Woods. Porn star Holly Sampson and lingerie model Jamie Jungers were on her books. Hmm. Jamie Junger said she was Ooh. never a prostitute, ever, 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 ever. She said she never did him. Liar, yeah. liar, liar, well, liar. she's really caught And mode. then she said before that that she used to do it with them on Ambien, that sleep medication. No, 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 that was Rachel. There's so many oh, of you are getting confused. I'm so sorry. You are thoroughly confused. I am confused. No, I mean, I mean I'm confused too. But there's no, so many Tiger of them. was confused. Tiger was confused. Yeah, well, you need I, a little black book. I don't think he cared. 
who it was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Female. Uh, <laughs> some of the uh, big sponsors for Tiger mm -hmm. have dropped. Gillette has dropped. Um, <clears throat> uh, some sports one dropped. I, can, I can't remember the name. Uh, Gatorade dropped, uh, and there's I think another one. The, the number four, there's another one, and I didn't know this either, ladies and gentlemen of Renegade. He made three million dollars just to pop up at the Australian Open, just for showing up. If he made the cut or not, didn't even matter. All he does is show up. Everybody comes out. Three million bucks. That's it. Including women. Including women, and plenty of them. Anyway, you're listening to Renegade Talk FM. We need to take a break right now, and uh, we'll be right back. So stay tuned. The number one internet shock radio network. Fuck you. Renegade Talk Radio. For my love, too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. That's Tiger's song. <laughs> He's too sexy for himself, Mark. Anyway, welcome back to Renegade Talk. FM. We've been just laughing about all this stuff going on. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. My name is Richard Kepler along with Marky Mark. And of course, Marla on the Renegade Talk.fm website radio station. Too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy. He was too sexy for his golf clubs. Too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan. New York and Japan. And Australia. He needs to hitch a ride on Kepler and go to another planet. Yeah, go to Kepler and take, take off, man. I think he's on his yacht right now. I am too sexy for your party. Now he's too sexy, he's losing everything. Oh, the amount of money he lost over pussy, unbelievable. And now he's he's uh, sailed away on his yacht. Privacy. privacy. His privacy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Marky Mark here along with uh, Marla, our producer. And of course, myself, Richie Kepler, right here at RenegadeTalk.fm. And one thing we want to talk about that happened over the weekend, and it has been happening, and it even happened to me, is about banks. Their firewalls are being cracked by cyber hackers. I wonder if the banks... Those jerks. Uh, now, yeah, well, the, the banks need to have very, very good security. And these guys... Uh, I was talking to a cop over the weekend over at Mark's place. And the cop uh, basically was saying that, uh, hey, it's very simple. If these guys know the, the, the code to get in, they can get in. And how they do that is because the American people do not understand what's going on. Banks do not send emails to you. They send you right. emails inside the bank. So in other words, when you're online and you type in wellsfargo.com and put your password and your, and your username in, then they will notify you internally in the bank website what's going on with your yeah. account or whatever. They don't send out... Emails. No, they don't. So if you're stupid enough to fall through no, that. No, 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 Don't be calling our listeners stupid. No, no, no. I'm talking about everybody. Uneducated. Uneducated. And that's why we're oh, here. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank okay. you, Mark. We don't sugarcoat why, shit. I you. understand. 
Anyway, for more than a decade, the common currency among cyber criminals has been pilfered credit card numbers. That's what they do. They pilfer the numbers, pilfer. but some underground hackers have learned <laughs> how now to drain money directly from the corporate bank accounts. Why go through the hassle of the credit cards when you go right to the corporate bank and well, get the money? Well, you know what? I'd really rather they steal the money from the bank than me. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Marla, Marla, Marla. Think about it. If it's our personal account, we're going to be more in tune with money coming out of it because we're always down to the bare minimum. But when you're dealing with a corporation, <laughs> how long would it take before it's actually, right, mm -hmm. detected did, that, yeah. hey, whoa, right. <clears throat> you know, because there's so many different accounts. Even my wife has a, a corporate card from mm -hmm. St. Joseph's Hospital. Mm -hmm. So it would take months before somebody realized, wait a minute, mm -hmm. she wouldn't be buying all this stuff or mm -hmm. taking this kind of money out of the account. Right. So the hackers are getting smart. Now, they estimate that the criminals, now listen, listen to this, they took about $40 million from bank accounts this year. If you get in trouble, bring it home to me. Whether I am near you or across the sea, I will think of something to do. Primarily targeting the small, mid-sized businesses that are themselves customers of small, small, mid-sized banks because they don't have the technology to to uh, detect detect what's the the, the theft. Uh, targets have fallen victim to what they call spear phishing and other <laughs> tricks. And it's spear fish, or it's a misleading email, which we just talked about, or an instant message, or social networking communication is aimed at one company or even a single person within that company, frequently to a top executive. The message can be tailored convincingly with details of interest to that individual because they get it off of Facebook or one of the social network sites. Yep. That's what happened Never, to my friend. ever open an email that says it's from your bank or any right, other bank. Right, that's what we just said. Never delete. open any, any mail that you don't know where, where it's coming from or you feel uncomfortable, delete it. Delete, I always delete, delete. But, delete, delete. You know what, delete. that, that, that kind of hurts me though, Rich, because I don't get that many emails. And when I see, you know, <laughs> Nobody wants whenever, to email you. I know. When I get that one or two, it's like I want to open it. Mark, now, mm -hmm. I'll email you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you email. Thank you. Uh, anyway, this month, a Baton Rouge equipment seller called JM Test Systems, they're suing U.S. Bank, Capital One. Uh, the suit says that JM Test noticed an unauthorized $45,000 wire transfer to a Moscow bank <laughs> a day after it went through. So it went through, the controller or the controller of this company went, whoa, 45 grand, where the hell that go? That right away, man, hit a button. Although the company complained immediately to Capital One, Capital One pledged to investigate it. Uh, allegedly, they failed to freeze the account. Mm -hmm. Now, anybody with any common sense would know, if I call the bank up and say, somebody just took $45,000 and I did not authorize that, they should freeze the account. I, this happened to me with a Scott Trade account. Somebody tried to hack into my Scott Trade yeah. account, they automatically froze the account because I got a fucking Trojan inside that computer. Well, somebody what, attacked kind of me. what kind of Trojan? It was a Trojan. It's some oh. software code. Okay. Anyway. There's many different kinds. There's a lot of Trojans. Tall Trojans, small Trojans, but not eight. <laughs> Slippery Trojans. Yes, anyway, the bank, the bank has refunded less than eight grand of the losses, according to the suit, which accuses Capital One of having unreasonably lax procedures. 
Hey, we'll get to it. Then. The bank declined to comment. <laughs> yeah. Banks were modifying their system, said uh, Mr. Troy, but they had problems with authenticating account holders. Huh? That's their fault. Uh, that's their problem. Oh, the same problem gosh. exists on the Internet and has been exaggerated with the trend towards shortened web links that deliberately compress and disguise the address of websites as they are passed along in emails or other messages. So in other words, Wells Fargo, and I'm not picking on them, could be WF.com. Right. They go, huh? What's, what's the, oh, that's Will Fogo. <laughs> what these banks need to do is start hiring some of these bad guys in pay. That's what they well. do. They hire hackers that go straight. Well, that's, that's right. Like, that's like a catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. Isn't what your son kind of real My person. son's in that. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Mike's also involved in that he's with in, the yeah. DOD. He's with the Department of Defense. DOD, he's baby. He's smart, man. Dodd. Many social media users place such trusted material posted by friends and colleagues that they don't stop to consider the dangers of clicking on an identifiable, unidentifiable link. Say, there you go. They trust mm -hmm. other people. So if I get a, an email, a scam email, and I go, oh, this is cool, and I send it to you, Mark, you open it up, they go into your computer and, 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 and just grab all your personal information. Now they have access to the bank accounts. Yeah, because I always get this message, do you want a friend? <laughs> and I say yes. We don't. Hell you don't have any I friends. I want a friend. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, Mark needs a lot of friends. He doesn't but have any. They they never show up. Anyway, so uh, just be careful, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you see anything uh, out of the ordinary with your bank accounts, please contact the bank. Don't wait around uh, and be very very careful what emails you open because this could happen to you, and it happened to me. So. Just thank you, let, Richie. Thank you. Thank you very much. We do our public service here at Renegade Talk. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Obama last night was on 60 Minutes. Papa Obama. Papa Obama was he on got, 60 he Minutes. He got irritated he, a little bit with Steve. Yes, he did with Steve. He started, uh, <laughs> Steve was going after him a little bit about <laughs> Africa. <laughs> yeah, Afri Afghanistan and the 30,000 troops and the Nobel Peace Prize. And he was getting kind of like. And uh, even about the people that crashed his party. People that crashed the party. He really got pissed off at that. Mr. and Mrs. Smith go to it Washington. Won't <laughs> it won't happen listen, again. Listen not going to happen again. Yeah. A lot of people listen to that episode yeah. here at Renegade. Anyway, Obama, Papa Obama speaking at the close of a meeting with top banking executives on Monday called on Wall Street to make an extraordinary uh, effort to boost the U.S. economy in return for the largely repaid taxpayer bailout that banks took with a few, with few strings attached. Well, bullshit. bullshit. Hail what? Bullshit. I know. Hailing the success of the $700 billion bailout program, the president said he urged the financial industry to, to next boost lending to businesses and curtail bonus payments. You know what? That's not that's the same result I'm going to get if I go to my wife and go, I want some more money. You're not giving me a big enough allowance, honey. Mm -hmm. Rhetoric. And, it's and all rhetoric. Beautifully worded. I didn't Thank know that you. word until I heard it from you. Rhetoric. <laughs> rhetoric. That's she, a three-syllable word. I'm she, working on those. That blonde, that blonde eye does work after a while. Anyway, America's hey. banks received extraordinary assistance from the American taxpayers to rebuild their industry. So the taxpayers paid out the money to fix the banks. So now the banks are fixed, and Bank of America just paid their $45 billion last week or the week before. So all the money's being repaid back to the stimulus, back to the TARP, but they're not lending the money out to American people. Us. To us. Us. To small, so, all the small business owners are suffering. Yeah, and, suffering. and Papa Obama's out there going... Oh, Give them the money. Yeah, no, everything's great. No, he's talking about the banks loosening up and giving us the money. They got to give us the money. Business, but how, how can the government force a business to give out money? That's exactly they right. They could, it's all like you well, said, rhetoric. Yeah, he but, should. They should have never given them the money. Yeah, but wait a minute. I, I disagree with you because during the last three, from 2005 until the uh, the economy tanked in 2007, the banks were handing out money like it was toilet paper. They just kept on handing the money out, handing the money out to people who didn't qualify for the loan. So who made them do that? 
the, the government. The government. government. Wait a minute. So we got we have a we have a, a circle here that's going around like a merry-go-round. It just goes round and round and round, and nobody steps off. In other words, if you have bad credit, Mark, and you come into the bank, and I'm no, the no. banker, Marla has bad Marla credit. has bad credit. Oh, and she we does. can't use you as a yeah. no. No, we can't. I'm, I've already been no, called no. dumpy today, so we're calling you bad <laughs> okay, credit. Okay, so bad credit over here. Marla comes in, asks for the money. And Marla's not making any money. She lies. They put in. They put in all kind of salary things. There was no income verification statements. They just said, Marla, she's a pretty girl. She makes seventy thousand a year. No big deal. We're, when she's making thirty thousand a year, they give her a five hundred thousand dollar loan. She's all happy. The interest rate is low and we went through this a couple of weeks ago on the show she gets the money make a long story short the interest rate goes up because she was so stupid that she didn't read the fine print what the bank said and the next thing you know she's losing the house in foreclosure because she can't make the monthly mortgage payment so the banks did this by giving the money away now well actually the banks didn't do it the government instructed them yeah back to in the 90s well, right. I don't want to get into all that and we did okay. we did get into that it just You're gets right. so deep so now talking about the stimulus money that the banks have repaid back to the American taxpayer and the government which we are the government we the people why can't we get loans from the bank why, why does Obama have to be involved? Like you said, Mark, why does Papa Obama have to be involved in this saying, hey, start pushing the money yeah, out? Yeah, it's almost like someone scolding his kids and say, hey, I helped you out, now help out your brother Johnny. Right, he also said the banks cannot stand in the way of financial regulatory reform. The president set a tense tone for the meeting in an interview broadcast the night before, that was on 60 Minutes, in which he called the Wall Street bankers fat, fat cats, cats. The fat cats whom he has little obligation to help. Because now the fat cats are turning around since they paid the money back. They can start giving themselves I'm confused bonuses. As, I, I'm confused exactly. why they needed the money in the first place because they repaid the money back in a year. I mean, we're talking $45 billion just with the Bank of America. They that was fast. And they got all the money. From, yeah, they, they didn't loan it out. They didn't loan they, it out. They just, you know... Kept they, it, kept made it, you know what they did? Interest. They took the $45 billion, reinvested it in other uh, in, instruments of financial gain. Exactly. And not handed it out to the people. That's right. And that's what they did. And then they also got it from what you said, Mark, the uh, ATM thing where they charge you 35 bucks for an over, uh, overdraft yeah. on the machine. Yeah, that's how they did it. He said Monday, oh, Papa Obama said on Monday that he has no interest in uh, vilifying Wall Street, but he wants them to be fully on board with efforts to spur job growth on Main Street. Yeah, yeah. We expect yeah. them to explore every responsible way to help out our economy, get the economy moving again. Well, that's what it all comes down to. The bank lends the money to a guy who's going to start a business. He gets the money, then he turns around and he has his contracts. Then he turns around and he hires people. And then the economy starts to roll. So and I'm the people cars. that are currently in business need credit. That's right. That's right. line of credit. And the that's banks are cutting back on the line of credit, or they're mm -hmm. not giving it out to people yeah. who have already got a, a decent track record. Well, that's, well, that's how they um, order their merchandise. That's exactly right. Well, credit. They, it's credit lines. They yeah. need credit, and then they pay the banks back after right. they sell their merchandise. So anyway, people are not going to tolerate a situation where the bankers have a party, they pick up the tab, and then the bankers pay themselves huge bonuses, <laughs> and they're not lending. That's right. Part I mean, part of party. I mean, you got to lend the money out. You lend the money out, the economy will straighten itself out very quickly, but the bankers are holding onto the money. And why? Because what they did uh, for the last couple years, they screwed everybody by giving them these loans that they should have never gotten. Now people have bad credit. Now you go apply at the bank for something, you can't get it because the credit's bad. They did it to themselves. Well, the banks didn't. They were instructed well, but now you're paying the right. price because you can't. And, but now the banks are no, being crooked, okay. and they're not loaning. The you money have a out. job. You pay your bills on time. 
but you had a problem two years ago. Right. Let's say you had a foreclosure two years ago. Okay. Just to say. Okay. So now that foreclosure is on your credit report for the next 10 friggin' years. Right. Okay? And now you go in, you have a job, you got all your bills paid, but the foreclosure's still there. They will not lend you the money. You are a credit risk, period. And, and you're not getting they it. They did it to you. And they that's, did it to you. That's what. Now I got one better. What? Okay. There's a guy I know, a personal friend, and mm-hmm. he has been making all of his payments on time. Mm-hmm. He had one of those loans we're talking about, had uh-huh. to re- refinance a 30-year fix, but uh-huh. then he's trying to get out of the loan because the house dropped from $285,000, and the house is only worth 50000 now in San Bernardino County. There you go. So he's making <laughs> oh payments on a house. Gosh. That he has purchased for two eighty five, and the house is only worth fifty, 50 grand. grand. So he wants to walk. No, no, he wants to walk. That's half the country. That's, that's a lot of the he's country. He's got five <laughs> houses on his street alone in Victorville. Okay, so who drove? Who is responsible for driving the value of the homes down? Who inflated the home values to begin with? The fat cat Wall Street bankers exactly. did that. That's who did it. And now here's this guy that. And then who bills them out because of their stupidity? Us taxpayers', taxpayers money. Do. Right. Yeah. The taxpayers' now, money. Yeah, now we all have bad credit. Thank you very much. There you go. Well, he doesn't have bad credit. The fact is, he's trying to get out of the loan and he's trying to work a deal with the bank right now and he's basically going to have to walk from he's it. He's going to have to right, walk. See, right. there you go. Because he'd be stupid to continue paying for that loan. For the he, 285, right. That's right. So he's going to do what you said. He's going to have that mark against them, mm-hmm. though he's making all of his other payments and doing well. But it's like, why would I keep paying on a house that's only worth 50000 Right. And it's I'm out of here. Right. It's, it's going to take a long time before that house goes up to the original value, which he was inflated to begin with. So he could have an argument with the bank to say you inflated it you inflated the value of the house and now i'm stuck paying for the inflation value that you caused that's right you caused you said it, it perfectly thank it. you the white house also wants wall street to fall in line with papa obama and uh, back a proposal for a consumer protection agency that cleared the house last week now quote unquote i did not run for office to be helping out a bunch of fat cat bankers on wall street papa obama told cbs yeah, 60 right. minutes well, in an bad. interview that broadcast sunday the executives have been planning to stand up to the president on issues they say his statements over oversimplify particularly the creation of the consumer financial protection agency they want to, the banks want to control everything and they do and they do he can say what he wants but we're not going we're, we're not going to go back to the kind of lending that put us in this mess Huh? Uh-huh. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Too late. No, wait a minute. No. That, a guy walks in, same story. Guy walks in, doesn't have the credentials, doesn't have the money, doesn't have what he needs to get the loan. The banks gave him the money. That's what Period. I said. They Thank you, They screwed Martin. him over. They screwed him over. Wall Street screwed the bank over because they forced them to do it. And now the banks are fine because they got bailed out. Who bailed us out? Nobody. That's what the problem is, and that's why the economy Mommy! 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 A dozen executives were on the list of uh, those coming from Bank of New York, Mellon Bank, Bank of America, U.S. Bank Corp., J.P. Morgan, Chase, uh, and the heads of Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Citigroup were expected to attend but had to appear via teleconference because of inclement weather in New York City that prevented air travel. No, they didn't want to be face-to-face with these <laughs> people. That's right. what it is. They <laughs> I'm not showing they up. They know how to play the game. Yeah, they know how to play that game. And Citigroup, Citigroup announced the money that it's repaying. It's $20 billion in bailout money it received from the Treasury. Gee, That's I wonder 20, where that money came from. Wait a minute, so 45 and 20, $65 billion paid within the last three, three weeks from two major banks. $65 billion, and they paid it back, and they can't lend any money out to, to Main not, Street? That's right. 
Big, so uh, big bonuses going out to their own uh, people. Yeah, right. all the bonuses are going out. The yeah. bonuses should be going out to all these poor people that were put into foreclosure. Oh, there not, you go. not of their own fault. That's why I say deal with your and, local bank. And guess who's the last bank not to pay it back? Who? The last national bank that has yet to repay its bailout money? Who? Wells Fargo. Oh! And Wells Fargo is oh. the toughest toughest to get any money out of for yeah we for, tried we couldn't get jack let's get into that you have decent credit right i do no i i have good credit. you have good credit so on a score uh, what 700 is good 785 so and what was yours 785 so and you had to wait how long to get money four months so you're a credit risk in four months four, four it months. took you four months to get that money when you have great credit you're at the top of the line of credit yeah. that's right there you go it tells you right ridiculous. there ridiculous you know but the, when i needed the money which is the old-fashioned way? Mm-hmm. Does the stated income? Mm-hmm. Thirty days. Thirty days. Eight hundred thousand bucks. Wow. Then I only wanted two hundred. Took four months. This land is your Obama land. This land <laughs> is my Obama land. From bankrupt California to the Wall Street wasteland, this land was stole from you and me. I like that. You like that? Hey. Yeah. We should get, it's our jingle for this week. Yeah, between the crap and the crime and the crap and the taxes and the obscene federal spending bid by this time next year, the dollar will receive will have been achieved parity with Zimbabwe. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> our economy, how, lo- how low is that? Our economy <laughs> is going to resemble the Weimar Republic. And the Norwegians bestow a Nobel Peace Prize on the head of criminal perpetrators, Barack Hussein Obama and his trusty sidekick, Al Gore. Yeah, there you have it. And from, oh, your favorite, Acorn. Acorn. Uh, the mighty Marxists will grow. They will grow and control everything. And one of the czars wants our dollar to devaluate itself more and more. So he spent a trillion dollar taxpayer dollars on stimulus unemployment is worse than when we started, Mark. Where are the real jobs? I don't see any real jobs. People are out of work. Unemployment's 10%. Well, that's why I was talking to Tim about the benefits of, you know, growing pot. Are there medical and retirement benefits? There's retirement benefits. I'm going to go start growing pot. (laughs) Might as well grow pot. Start your own store and grow pot. Damn right. Damn right. Why not? Then if I go throw in jail, they'll still feed me. I get free (laughs) medical insurance there when I'm in jail. Either way, I win. I like it. Don't you like it? Yeah, yeah. There's some side benefits of, you know. There's always a pot. side benefit to yeah, something. Yeah, you know, they throw those, the, the pot, some of the pot they throw away because it's not good grade pot, right? Right. I'll still smoke that stuff. Well, wasting away again and <laughs> wasting away in cold Obamaville. Just a preview of things to come, Mark and Marla, for a whole lot of Americans. You say that with a smile on your yes. face. Yes. Has you know any, any thought been given to how many families will go bankrupt and lose everything just because they're unable to pay for their Obamacare premiums? And the banks? Oh, they're going to go bankrupt even before I, the Obama premium well, comes this, up. Well, we already went through phase one. Now we're in phase two. Yeah, they, they, they never bring up phase two. Right. Phase two's coming. That's right. That's where everybody's going to be losing their house, including commercial buildings are going to be tumbling down because they can't afford their payments either. And then the lease agreements are going to fall down. It's all going to look so pretty. This yep. is happening real fast. It's happening real fast right in our face. Wake up. Stand up. Go to Tea Party rallies. <laughs> Mail all the reps in office. Vote them all out in 2010. That's 2010's coming out. And take the retirement from them. They don't deserve it. And lying Obama in 2012. So Obama's telling them to do this, but they're just doing what they want. And basically, like you said earlier in the conversation, Mark, Obama shouldn't be involved in any of it. Damn right. Yeah, but, you know, it's being controlled by... by the czars. People. The czars, yes. We forgot about the czars. The czars I bet you Acorn does. probably picked up those homeless and fed them before taking to several different polling locations to make sure Obama got in. There you go. <laughs> See, there you, there you go with that Acorn crap again. Go Acorn. Go Acorn. 
hey, we'll give you money for a prostitute and a pimp. No big deal to us. Well, they, How much you want? How much money you want, Bob Barr? How much? I'll just, give it to you. Just a little bit. For your pimp. Just a little bit. And your prostitute. Thank you. Just feed me, house me, and clothe me. But don't. Well, you know, here's a change. And, you know, one of the things that I'll bring up, and then we're going to end the show very shortly, because our producer's saying you're almost out of time. I am. Here's a change, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the hope that they want it. And I remember seeing this on TV with, with women crying when Obama gave his speeches, and everybody was like, oh, my God, the change. Oh, good, oh, good, we good, want change. Good America. Every, ever wonder what happened to that African-American woman who was crying and stated, I will never have to work again. Obama will take care of me. What happened to her? She's in, she's dumped. Deep shit? She's in deep shit. What happened to her? I don't know what happened to her. Oh. Actually, it should be called the Clinton-Bush-Obamaville since they are all <laughs> partly responsible. They are. That's right. All of them. Democrat, Republican. Oh, they all cooked it up together. They all cooked it up together. They're all in so, bed with the people with the money. I firmly believe that we're being controlled and that we don't have the freedom that we used to have. And the banks are right in the middle of the whole thing. The health care reform, I don't even want to get into that. I mean, we'll, there's, we'll there's see for tomorrow. that's a mess. And uh, everybody's screaming and yelling about it. Please call your congressman, call your senator, tell them that you're not happy with the way things are going and that things need to change because you need to get money from oh, the banks. They're going to listen. They're going to listen. Well, Rich, yeah, yes, Mark, they will. I know they will. It's America. <laughs> they will. It's just like you said on another uh, couple of shows. Yeah, what's that? Go back to the way it was, 20-year fix. Go back to the way it was, and yeah. private insurance. For catastrophic. I don't even want to get it. That's healthcare. We're going to talk about healthcare tomorrow. tomorrow. Most of the show will be about healthcare tomorrow because healthcare is just so whacked out. Everybody's screaming. It seems to be that we're going to be penalized if we, even if we don't want healthcare. If we don't, even if you can't afford it, you're going to be penalized. That's what Lieberman's screaming about. But I don't want to get into health healthcare right now. We'll do that tomorrow. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, I was just agreeing with what you, you've oh, already yeah. stated. Well, you know, you know, since we're done with the show, I would like to head over to Pico Boulevard and, yeah. and we'll see what our competition's really doing. Yeah, we're going to go to Pico Boulevard in L.A. and find out what the competition, competition is doing so we can set up our store. And I, I think the, the best thing to do, because I do like cops, yeah. okay, is we're going to have a donut coffee shop as a front for our marijuana. Yes. And the cops can eat and drink free. And they'll smell that marijuana. No, 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 no. It's the best security you could buy free. Nobody will rob you. That's right. <laughs> And high and eating, uh, eating donuts. That's one of the problems a lot of these places have because yeah, they, they get robbed so much. Right. Yeah, they get robbed it's all a lot. cash. They I, don't. They don't have debit cards with the bank. Oh, I thought Pedro said you he, he had you couldn't pay with cash. He said you had yeah to pay yeah with yeah. Cash. Well, just like he any business, they do. No 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 no. Oh. Do you think they're going to accept the check from you? No. No. There you go. If I were to go into a dispensary to buy marijuana, I would not pay by check or debit card. I pay by cash. Yeah, it's cash. I don't want nobody to know I'm buying exactly. dope. You know why? Because they track your ass with that. They yeah. sure Oh, where'd do. you and go? There's, and there's records of what they're selling. Yeah. So cash that's is exactly, cash. That's exactly right. In fact, talking about healthcare, we'll talk about this tomorrow a little bit. Just as a little tidbit here, when you go into the store and you buy alcohol, beer, liquor, wine, whatever you like to drink, when you mm -hmm. use that stupid debit card... That's one thing, but the other one that really nails your ass to the wall is a little store card. Discount they card. Have, they track right. your ass. They know exactly what you buy, when you buy it, what price you buy it at, and what can happen is if you get alcoholism, let's say you have a liver problem, they could go back to that and say, well, you've been drinking for 30 years. I would just say I buy from my neighborhood. Yeah, you buy from the neighborhood. I'm the neighborhood purchaser but if you for booze. But if you, pay, <laughs> if you pay cash, they don't know what you're doing. That's right. That's right. But you don't get the discount. So for an extra $2 or so, because they don't give you that many discounts, for an extra 2 bucks, you are protecting yourself away from these uh, 
these wackos that can really hurt you down the road. Well, what I do is I don't use my discount card. I don't. I went ahead and let the check register use hers. So she gets the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, say, I forgot mine. That's the way to yeah, do that's it. That's right. I that's what it. I do. And I go, well, go ahead and use yours. They punch in their number yeah, and I still get the <laughs> discount. I ain't no blonde. That's for uh, damn sure. Right. You listen to RenegadeTalk.fm. Thank you for listening to the show. You may uh, grab the uh, podcast at RenegadeTalk.fm. Also on... We're on... Uh, what are we on, Marla? Hey, smoke some more pot, Marla. Where are we at? I don't appreciate that. Okay, just say we're it. On, we, have, we have to go. We're on YouTube. We're on MySpace. We're on Twitter at the Glamour Girl, G-U-R-L. Um, MySpace. Did I say MySpace? Yeah, you said MySpace. I thought I said MySpace. My, no, MySpace. Oh, your face? I remember, yeah. I want friends. <laughs> Facebook. I'm still looking for friends. <laughs> you know what? I can, tell this, Facebook. I can tell this is a Monday on this show. And, uh, <laughs> what a hangover. Jesus Christ. And there's an article on Dig. Oh, really? Diggity, diggity, okay. diggity. Yes. All right. Anyway, we got to go. You listen to RenegadeTalk.fm, and we are out of here for Monday. Bye-bye. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, yes, yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio.